0: Hello, faithful listener. I wanted to give you a heads up that Blick Art Supply does have even more oil paint on sale this week. They have their Utrecht Artist Oil Paints up to 65% off. So if you're a fan of the Utrecht Artist Oils, now is a great time to stock up. As always, I want to remind you to please navigate to Blick using our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. And as always, I'm going to remind you to bookmark that link. That makes it super easy. You just use your bookmark, and then you're supporting the Messy Studio Podcast. Because when you use our affiliate link, it goes straight through to the regular Blick website. Everything works and functions the same. But when you do that, Blick will donate 10% of your purchase to the Messy Studio Podcast. It's easy, it's effortless, and it is a great way to support the podcast. So once again, that affiliate link is Messy Studio Podcast. Dot com slash blick. That's all for now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Techner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about emotional tangles. Creative work involves a myriad of emotions. In a single day in the studio, an artist can cycle through excitement, frustration, despair, relief, pleasure, and hope. Sending a finished piece into the world can bring on anxiety and feelings of vulnerability, along with more positive emotions like anticipation and satisfaction. Emotional involvement comes with the territory of our work, but we do need to stay on track, focus, and show up in the studio. Today, we'll talk about coping with the tangle of emotions that can challenge artists and other creative people. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll.
1: Hello, everyone. So, Ross, you suggested this topic a few weeks ago when we were talking about um, imaginary friends and critics in the studio and how those voices can affect us. And I said, oh, okay. We, we realize that dealing with the emotional aspects of creativity is something that comes up all the time, it comes up constantly, uh, in, in different topics that we've had on the podcast. But so far, we haven't really addressed this kind of emotional roller coaster in a more focused way, like this is the topic, you know. Uh, and, and it seems like, uh, it's one of those things that's really so common in every day that it just becomes part of like the fabric of what we do, it's just running in the background, you know. Um, And so it seemed interesting to really think about what are those emotions, how do they affect us, and um, I think that they differ so much from person to person, too. So we can't do a lot of generalizing here. Um, They have different effects on people that are feeling them, whether they're really led astray by them, um, the more negative ones, um, whether people can sort of override them or not, uh, but that's, you know, that's part of the, it's it's part of one of the interesting things about it, though, I think, because we all live inside our own heads, our own emotions. And it's kind of easy to assume that other artists around us have uh, similar reactions as our own to things. Like, if we're very emotional about things, we may sort of expect that's kind of normal or the opposite. And... But if you look around and you see somebody that's just kind of sailing along and doesn't seem to be very emotionally affected by things that happen, whereas you do, um, you know, you can feel like sort of ashamed or like, I'm not doing this very well, am I? <laughs> and and if you're one of the people that kind of sails through, you might look at others around you who seem to get mired in their emotions and think, you know, Pull yourself together. (laughs) So, I guess this episode is really kind of about um, recognizing how emotions are affecting you personally, your productivity, and maybe some suggestions if this is a struggle for you. But I think also to kind of, I don't know, uh, encourage understanding or compassion for people who are really struggling, uh, especially with negativity and things that are. Holding them back, and and obviously, as I'm introducing this, this is a big topic, and I think we're we're going to kind of touch on some things today. But as I was writing up the notes, I did realize that there was some um, there's food here for other uh, episodes. So so maybe this is a, a sort of an introduction to the to the topic um, today. Um. And when you were in the introduction you talked about this roller coaster this kind of you know all these different uh emotions and this tangle of emotions that can come and go in one time in the studio you know and that can be so exhausting to feel all those things in the space of a few hours and it's really a common cycle i mean a lot of artists Enter the studio feeling kind of up and excited, and yes, you know. And then, uh, you know, twenty minutes later, they've done something, or they think they've wrecked their painting, and then they pull it out, and then they're good again. And then, you know, it's like it really is. Um, it's exhausting. It takes a toll, <laughs> and I think it's good to realize what you know what that does for your energy level. Um, if you feel things intensely, you probably need to step back more often, uh, take a break and and do something to get yourself grounded again and just step back, basically. Because once you get sort of sucked into that cycle, it's hard to retain objectivity about your work and also just your, your energy level. Um, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing to feel all those things. I mean, I I think it shows that you have a really deep involvement with your work. So we're gonna, I mean, what I was thinking of doing today was kind of separating out the more negative emotions and the more positive ones and talk about them um, differently. But um, I think they are often just mixed up together and and happening kind of one on the heels of another and that that situation itself is stressful
0: well right and a, a lot of just the process of making art tends to be therapeutic for people that's kind of a lot of why we create and so in a lot of ways we're we're kind of the letting others into our our therapy sessions when <laughs> right? we're when we're sharing our artwork, um, and so it's not only do we need to process all of these emotions for ourselves, but then we need to introduce them to other people,
1: right? And and really transform the emotional experience of painting into something that makes you know makes sense to someone looking at it, and you know they're just observing this. You know, hopefully, really good work of art. Probably not really getting what all goes into it. I mean, nobody ever feels all the emotions that you feel when you are creating it, and it's probably a good thing. Um, and it's it's such a challenge to sort of synthesize all that into something that feels unified and something you know that makes some kind of a visual statement coming out of this kind of sometimes rather chaotic emotional situation, Um, and I think in a way that this, even when we're feeling negative things, I don't think, as I said, I don't think it's a bad thing to have this mixture because it shows your intensity or your involvement however you feel. And not everybody feels really intense emotions as they paint. Um, Sometimes when you've been working, when you've been painting for a long time or doing what you do for a long time, it does kind of smooth out, you know, you you sort of say, "Oh, that again, you know, oh, I recognize this cycle where I get frustrated and then it's fine, you know, but uh, if you're not used to it, it, it can be, you know, kind of overwhelming. And I think that considering, you know, if you're upset about something and you get frustrated, you can sort of use that. I mean, you think about why, consider what is upsetting you and why, and maybe it can help you understand something more about your process. Because if you just sort of tell yourself something over and over, like, you know, why can't I get this to work? Or, um, you know, you're frustrated about your use of color or something uh, that, you know, that's a, that's an opportunity to step away and think about what's going on there. I think you can really learn a lot by kind of peeling back the layers and not getting too sucked into the, the emotion itself. When you're in that emotion, I think all people tend to just sort of perseverate, you know, and go back over and over the same things in their heads. And that isn't very productive. But um, anyway, there can be a lot going on. <laughs> so I thought it would probably be interesting to kind of Take the good things first. Like, what are the positive things that people experience in the studio, and and why that's so important? Because uh, if we didn't get enough positive stuff, we probably wouldn't be doing this. If we weren't feeling enough positive things, um, those positive emotions that we feel, you know, they need to be nurtured. They need to be cultivated because they—that's hopefully—is your foundation. Of good feelings and and feelings like feeling motivated, you know, feeling prou- proud of what you do, um, satisfaction, feeling connected, you know, all those things that feed your endorphins or whatever when you're in the studio, and just the beauty of it. I mean, just a lot of um, artists, I think, just love the feelings, the tactile feelings of putting down paint or the visual experience. Of watching something take you know take form in front of their eyes, it's it's so rewarding and so good and and these are like these are our our passion. This is what drives us to create. Um, and when you lose that, and people do, they go through these times when it's like lacking motivation, lacking that passion or that drive. Maybe you still keep doing your work, and you know there's something to be said for pushing through when you're not feeling those good things. Um, but the work itself often feels pretty flat, you know, pretty kind of rote or mechanical. You're just going through the motions. You're just trying to make something, <laughs> um, and that can get you into a pretty negative cycle. Um, I've I've heard. I've had students tell me that they have lost that they've lost the positivity they've lost the passion. It's very difficult um and you know, kind of get into that in a moment those more negative things but um I just think to nurture those those good things i it's uh it takes maintenance almost you know and and uh, things that come to my mind that. Keep those good things in place. Uh, this sort of short term things and long term things. I mean, if you're having a bad day, you want those positive feelings to come back. Things like, well, I mentioned just sort of taking a break, stepping away, talking to a friend, you know, maybe an artist friend who can weigh in and really understand what you're going through, and maybe someone else who cares about you. Um, Just that remove, just getting away from it um, and looking sometimes when you're just sitting quietly, think about what you have done, what you have accomplished, you know, what's gone well. There's probably a lot of things that you can look at in the past in the studio, maybe in some other area of your life and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm having a bad time, but I have done these other things. taking a day to just maybe go to a museum or gallery, you know, feeding your creative brain, reading art books, listening to podcasts, maybe. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, it's kind of long-term things like getting involved in an art community and connecting with other artists, um, taking a workshop, learning something new. I think anything that stimulates this basic desire that is in you to create feels positive it's how you connect with that really basic motivation that got you into the studio in the first place um made you want to create and that's that feeling is what you need to to feed you know to nurture and recognize you know what it is for you that does that it's going to be different for different people
0: do you have any tips for like cultivating that that mindset or encouraging those those, uh, the growth of those emotions. You mentioned like going to a museum and listening to podcasts. Do you do, you do like positive affirmations or um, any um, other kind of mental practices?
1: So, yes, I think affirmations can be really good. Um, and in periods of my life where I was struggling more i did I did have some that I said to myself um and I didn't necessarily say them when I was feeling bad. I would try to think of them in the morning when I got up that you know that I was uh you know creative that I'm strong, that I'm focused, they you know that I'm doing good work, and I would say yes, they were helpful um and anything. Anything that feeds your your spirit, your soul, your you know anything that feels good to you, walking in nature, um, any spiritual practice that you have, I mean these are things that might not seem directly related to art, but art comes from from deep inside of us, so it's it's hard to you know separate out too much. There is so much connection with whatever we're experiencing in the rest of our lives, so I. I do I do totally believe that what we do in the studio can help us uh as people <laughs> and that the good things that we experience in the studio carry over into other aspects of life um and that is so it can feed itself in a very positive way and you get into negative stuff it can be a negative loop <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, yeah, trying to stay in that positive realm, it can be pretty challenging. Uh, but, but as you say, like affirmations, meditation, any of those things that, you know, can help, I, I believe.
0: Let's take a break to talk about what's new from Cold Wax Academy. The summer quarter of Cold Wax Academy's membership program is now underway. Rebecca and Jerry's upcoming weekly live online sessions will explore personal voice and composition and continue the topic of professional development with some special guests. Member critiques and painting clinics, Cold Wax Academy's new feature, are ongoing. You can join the membership program anytime and catch up with past recorded sessions at your own pace. Please visit coldwaxacademy.com for more information. That's coldwaxacademy.com. Also, stay tuned for information coming soon about Rebecca and Jerry's newest project, Espacio, dedicated to providing beautiful living and working spaces for artists and writers. Espacio's first offering is Casa Clavel, a modern, fully equipped house opening this September in the beautiful cultural city of San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. You can learn more and make a reservation by emailing info at coldwaxacademy.com. A dedicated Espacio website is coming soon. Once again, to learn more and make a reservation, just email info at coldwaxacademy.com. All right, let's get back into it. Okay,
1: so that was kind of the the upside of emotions, and we need to talk a little bit more about the downside of it uh, because... A lot of us have emotions that get in the way. Whether that's just like today, I'm having a bad day, or wow, nothing has gone right for quite a long time. Um, and you know, you're having feelings of of fear, inadequacy, frustration, pessimism. Um, and you know, as I just mentioned before the break, it's typically tied in. It's not an isolated thing in the studio. It may be what you're focusing on but it's probably more wide-ranging. It's it's something that is, you're facing in your own personality, and that is, of course, beyond the scope of this podcast to get into that kind of psychology. But as I also mentioned before the break, you as an artist or any creative person, you do have a path to working through some of these to some extent. Um, and I think that's because creative work is really it's it's all about growth and it's about change and it's about building on what you've experienced it's about moving forward and so creative work has the potential to teach us so much about ourselves you know about trust about patience persistence overcoming challenges you know and so I really think, and I have experienced this in my own life, that over time there is a shift in attitude in how these negative emotions uh, strike you or how much they affect you, because over time you have learned to work through them, to persist, and, and actually I think making some true personality changes. So that's kind of a big claim for art, but I'm sure I'm not the only person um, that's experienced that. I think it's, it's it's maybe some deeply rooted reason why we do this stuff, because we know it's basically life affirming. It's basically positive, and so that is a huge motivation to keep doing it. Um, so I wanted to talk specifically about. A few just kind of practical challenges that artists face uh, emotionally, and all the things that I just mentioned that are kind of those underlying problems, they, they're definitely part of what I'm going to talk about here, but just to touch on a few of these, um, one of them is self-promotion, and as, as something that we are asked to participate in as artists, we're expected to if, if we're selling our work, I mean, or doing anything to get it out there. And so a lot of people have a bad emotional reaction to the very idea of self-promotion. And it's, you know, I don't know, feeling uh, inadequate, feeling shy, just resisting it. Um, I don't want to put myself out there. And so how do you deal with that if you you hate the whole idea? <laughs> and I would say that um, it's not a one size fits all thing and and the word self promotion can send some people sort of clawing at the walls you know it's like i do not want to deal with this um but i think you know, well there's sort of two routes you can either be who you are and make that work for you or you can some people are able to present a facade or fake it <laughs> in a good way i mean able to uh act out a part of of someone who can self promote even if they don't feel it inside. But if, if that's not possible, I think you can do self-promotion in kind of a, a way that feels okay to you at least to get started in a, maybe an understated way, maybe a rather humble way, maybe something where you don't have to go out and talk to people face to face, but you send out newsletters or you, know, you do a blog or something like that, and, and at least start that way and then work your way into situations that are more direct, more challenging. Um, and, and as you go, as you work through it, paying attention to the emotions that come up, um, where's that coming from? Can I find some way to think about that? That's going to let me keep on with this. So self-promotion is a real challenge. And I think, again, another, the several of these things that we're going to talk about here, I think we could go into in more detail in you know, other podcasts, but just kind of Touching here on the emotional aspects of them, um, vulnerability is an interesting one. I think we tend to think of it as being a little bit negative. Oh, you know, I, I didn't like that. I felt so vulnerable. Actually, I think vulnerability is a good thing to experience, um, even if it's uncomfortable. Uh, it Because, you know, it's a challenge. It opens you up when when you're feeling Really vulnerable about something. You we have we tend to have our little comfort places we quickly retreat to, <laughs> and to recognize avoidance of feeling vulnerable um, and and being willing to say, okay, I'm going to feel this. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird to me. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to go to my first art opening or I'm going to give a talk or, you know, I'm going to be interviewed about something. Um, and that anytime I think that you you're either exhibiting your work or talking about your work, as you said early on you're you're really kind of opening up your your private uh creation, you know in the studio with what you've gone through, and you know all that you know it inside what you've been through, so now you're sort of translating it to other people, and it's it's really uncomfortable sometimes, so uh, that one I wouldn't say was negative or positive. It's it's a real emotion and experiencing it can can lead to good things. Um, another one that occurred to me was how hard it is for some people at least to let go of their work. In other words, to send it to an exhibit or sell it or in any way say, you're leaving my studio and goodbye, <laughs> you know? Um, Uh, We've probably all heard the phrase from artists, some artists will say, my artwork is like my children. Um, I would say, you know, that shows a lot of emotional involvement and connection to the work, which is really good. Um, But we also do let our children go out into the world. Um, I guess the difference is uh, with with your artwork, you may never see it again, you may not know where it went. So it, it really is um, a, a challenge to say goodbye to something that you have become so emotionally invested in doing. And I guess there's a lot to work through there if you feel that if you feel that intensely, that you don't want to let it go. And I, I can remember feeling this with uh, the first few works that I sold early on. I was surprised and pleased that someone wanted to buy them but you know actually getting it out of my hands into theirs was, was it felt you know like I was getting it was getting ripped away from me <laughs> and there have actually been a few paintings in the years since that I kind of wished that I hadn't let go of I think it is okay to hang on to some things that have a particularly personal meaning to you But overall, if you're going to engage in selling your work, it's something you have to work through that. And again, with time, I think you gain confidence or maybe you just get a little, I don't know what the word is, you just get kind of um, blasé about it over time. Like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm selling paintings and they go. (laughs) And um, it's kind of a it is, it's an accumulated experience that can kind of mellow that out. Um, the whole realm of marketing, which I, I do think uh, the emotional aspects of marketing, I think, would make a good podcast. But it, it is really daunting sometimes for artists to engage in marketing, selling something that they have poured everything into. And exchanging it for money, and and it's a practical thing. It makes sense. It's something a lot of artists appreciate. I mean, we like it when people want something enough to pay us money for it. Um, but <laughs> I I think Ross, you're going to agree with what I say uh, because I think you've said it yourself. But the, but the true the hard truth is. When you sell a a painting, the painting becomes a product. Um, As soon as you're exchanging money, that painting becomes a product. It doesn't mean you think of that way, you don't think of it as a product as you're making it necessarily. You're you're engaged in fully the experience of creating it. But understanding that divide between I'm making this painting and I'm selling this painting, (laughs) that's pretty crucial. In order to deal with it emotionally, in order to feel like you're not selling your soul or you're not, you know, selling out or all the things that people feel negatively, experience negatively about marketing, in spite of enjoying the income. I know it is a fraught subject for a lot of people, a lot of artists. So it sounds kind of crass in a way to say, oh, now that painting is a product. But for me acknowledging that really made a difference, you know, and as I said, I don't think of it that way when I'm doing it, but I can separate with it from it. Once it's done, it's, it's meant to go to someone else. And, you know, it's kind of, that's just the way it's working here.
0: (laughs) So I think it's important too, for artists to understand that, um, that anyone who has a a small business, in particular, something that they've built themselves, that they do have an emotional connection with their product, yes, um, and with their customers, and they and they take it very personally. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, if something isn't right, um, you know that that's that has an emotional impact, and and they take great pride in their work, or at least they should. Um, there's uh, there's plenty of disreputable business people out there, and and there's also artists who are who are a little bit more um crass about their work um who don't take their work as seriously and i I think it's important to recognize that 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 there's two those two aspects of it exist in both worlds and that there's a lot more in common than um we might uh recognize yeah Um, but it's good point it is it is an emotional thing to to sell anything that that you made yourself, or that you uh had a hand in, in yeah, creating. that
1: you designed, that you came up with the idea, um, yeah, I yes, it's it's a universal experience to be involved in making something, and then somebody you're responding to somebody who wants it, and you want them to be pleased, you want it to be a positive exchange, um, and it isn't that different. Uh, and and you're right. I can think of so many examples of situations. Somebody you know runs a little cafe, and they you know they've invented the menu. They've got everything the way they want it. Um, the you know you and Kara with the flower business. You know you you have Kara is creating these amazing flower arrangements, and then you know you're out there hoping that people will appreciate them and buy them, and they are doing that. It's like. Um, yeah, I think I think for artists to think that they're in some special category, <laughs> as you say, is not true. Um, we have a bit of baggage around it. I think um, a lot of artists, unlike business people, are are sort of trained, or there's some something in the air that says you're if you're involved in selling your work, it's a different. Thing. It's not you're not as serious if you're concerned about selling it or something like that. This goes way back. It's an it's a attitude that at times was sort of promoted in art uh, education or art teaching at you know, not children, but as an adults going to art school that there was no discussion of selling work or no discussion of the business. part of it, so the implication is that's um, not important, you know. And, you know, I think if you're, if you're trained in business, it's a different aspect, or if you're engaged in business, you sort of know that. Why is it different for artists? It doesn't make sense, I mean, honestly. <laughs> uh, but I think it's okay to acknowledge that that, that attitude has been <sighs> something people have, may have absorbed from pretty early on, and it may be unconscious. It's just probably quite true. So, anyway, I think those are going to be interesting things to get into deeper um, in another episode. What are the what are the personality and emotional things that go into the marketing part? We we hear a lot about the how to do it, um, the steps, you know, the approaches. But what does it take to do that, you know, and to, to see that as important and, and just fine.
0: Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode?
1: Yeah, I I kind of briefly mentioned this um, sort of change over time that can happen with dealing with intense emotions around making art. And, you know, I am speaking from experience there. Um, I mentioned that early on, it it was harder for me to feel okay about selling my work. And it was other things too. I mean, there was a lot of anxiety about creating it. Um, I also think I felt more intense excitement and joy when things went well. It was like everything was kind of ramped up a lot when I was first starting out. And it it occurred to me, it's kind of like when you start a new relationship with with somebody, a romantic relationship, and and it's very intense and you have these ups and downs and everything's like kind of, um, you know, intense. And so, over time of course if you stay in that relationship things mellow out you work things out and you 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 get to a different level of acceptance and calm and like okay i've, I've seen this before we're going to deal with it um, so as an artist for me that has really mellowed out with time and experience i still do feel a lot of emotions about things but it just seems to be more kind of integrated and smooth it's not these you know big peaks and valleys so I would say if you are in that cycle of intensity and it's a challenge, um, you know, I think in a in a while, once you get more used to the whole situation, the whole experience, it's gonna it's gonna mellow a little bit. And the good thing though is what I feel is retaining really deep feelings of connection, those really positive feelings about the work itself and the process itself. And that is just, it's a steady anchor to whatever else is going on, that 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 connection is is there. And that's very positive.
0: Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com. And Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Stickner, check out RossStickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, Messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.